Come on kids, now gather round Grab a log and sit right down What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground It's the campfire shit show And now, your camp counselors Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo Hi. <laughs> Hi. That was so funny. We're all like getting ready and it's like a three, two, one. And then as soon as it hits one, your face, the everything just changed. Like, what? Like a carnival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you just got, uh, you just won two weeks on a carnival cruise, but then you find out it's a Disney cruise and it's full of kids. Yes. And you're like, okay, just, I'm going to throw myself out in the ocean. Um, the like, and, and the like, and go moment is like where I live. Yeah. Like I'm, I want to buy a, I want to buy a house in that moment. And action. That, that's sort of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that beat is like where I reside. Uh, that's my capital of my life. I, How are you? I'm doing really good. I'm doing really good. It's good to see you. It is good to see you too. I just recently saw you in real life. That's true. Um, that's true. It's been a busy I feel like I haven't stopped go go going since I went to Japan in October. I feel like I've had something every day or every at least most of the day since then. And I'm just like Really? I'm really ready for the holidays to where uh nobody nobody calls Do you. You drink more and <laughs> Yeah, so I could just lay on the lay on the floor here in the in the bar and uh do absolutely nothing. Just watch whatever I want to fucking watch or play video games or whatever and not have people like emailing like, Hey, uh are you available on this day on the It's like I'm right I'm done. Oh yes. Done. So uh and this last week really capped off like there was a lot of stuff going on and a lot of crazy shit happened. And I wanted to like Right out of the gate, Meryl. I just want to like. I want to hear I wanna, everything. I want to grab this bar and I just want to fucking tell you, okay? Um, <laughs> yes, do it. So I want you to like squirt eggnog of knowledge <laughs> oh, on my. Oh, you didn't face. know this. I always squirt eggnog. That's literally. That's what if my body produces eggnog. That's just baseline. I feel like that's the only time I've thought something attractive about your semen. Like I wish men were like that, where eggnog <laughs> came out, or like or gingerbread icing. Oh my god. Okay. I would be way more invested. Okay. All right. Instead it always just or like you know the icing on pop tarts? Yeah. Yes. I feel like now it just almost tastes you want it like, to come like out dead hard bird in, blood in a or sheet, like in a rectangular sheet. Yes, uh, in like button shape. <laughs> <laughs> like and like, like the little belt would be the a under. Little, a little curvy uh, collar and then the three buttons Aww, and then a belt. Oh my god. Aww. What are we even talking even about? Even whiskers. I have no idea. Semen, oh, hard semen. semen. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay. tell me everything. Tell me everything. So in a weird uh transfer of events from you to me, uh this week I was in LA twice. Twice. Wow. For our listeners, LA is about two and a half hour drive if you're lucky. And uh, mm-hmm. about 17 hours if you're me. Um, <laughs> it was. And you hate uh, it. Yeah. No, I had a gig. I had, I had a gig and then I had an event. And so the gig I wanted to tell you a little bit about. Because, you know, yes. I, I go out there and I'm doing live art in the world. I get hired to do this event, which is they want a graffiti wall at this event they're having for uh, influencers. And this brand, which I will not mention, but it's just pre-made cocktails in a bottle. Okay? They're doing this big push. Um, And so what they want me to do is come up. They're going to have this huge wall, uh, like like shelves. And the shelves are going to have the bottles on them. And 
they're going to paint all the bottles white. And then I'm going to go up and I'm going to graffiti over this big wall. Okay. It's supposed to be like eight foot tall by like, I don't know, 15 feet wide. Right. And the organizers were, are going to paint the, the bottles white. Yeah. Like, uh, by the time yeah, they, they, they have to people you? that prep it, they prep all the whole thing. So the shelves oh, okay, are white okay. and there's a backing to the shelves. So you can imagine just a bookshelf with lots of like hundreds of bottles across it. And then I'm going to go up and paint over that, this image. And so I prep it, I get ready, but I'm a little nervous because spray paint is not my like number one forte. Like I, you don't get a lot of opportunity in the world to just go out and like do spray paint graffiti on a wall without, you know, breaking the law. And so right. it's hard to really like get good at it, especially like it's, it seems weird. Like I'm a 47 year old guy. Like, can you imagine me getting arrested for doing graffiti? Like, can you imagine like, that's like <laughs> with what? like your pants down low or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I've got, got, got a hooded sweatshirt on and some, you know, some kicks <laughs> yeah. and I'm just out there. I'm like, like it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense in my brain. So yeah, no. So I already felt like going into it, I was going to be a little bit like, um, I don't know, out of my element. So I go early to make sure that everything is prepped and good, and I'm just comfortable. Plus, a drive to LA can be, it can, like I said, it can change from two and a half to a lot. Um, I get there super early, like three hours before the event. I walk in, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm the graffiti artist," and they're setting up the event, and. Um, they said, oh, yeah, they're building your wall right now. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I walk out. No shit, Meryl. I did a design that was like, imagine a rectangle on its horizontal, you know, horizontal being the longest part of this rectangle, right? And mm-hmm. I walk in, and the shelf that they built was two feet wide, two feet wide by eight <laughs> feet tall. And I was like, what? I'd already like sent them the image I was going to do. And, and the guy was really nice. He's like, oh, sorry, things changed. There's a lot less people than we thought. And so we we built the. Oh, that's like in Spinal Tap when they get like the sandwiches right. that are an inch right. or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, in that moment, I had already designed everything to pick the colors. Oh I had a drawing gosh. that I was going to go off of. And, and, and like I said, I'm not like super, super crazy proficient in spray paint. And so I was like, oh my God, how am I supposed to spray paint? Because spray paint is wide. It, it's big it doesn't you know like in finite details that's why you do it on a big wall right and so i'm supposed to do this really descriptive like image and i've got no space to do in it so i just um, immediately start like kind of like internally melting down because i'm like how am i going to do this i've already been paid and it's not a little bit of money it's a lot and i'm just like oh my god what am i gonna and i have to do it in front of all the guests so i have to figure out this problem live in three hours, I have to, and it's outside and it's cold. And I'm just like, it, it went from like, I'm a little nervous to, oh my gosh, I'm quitting. I'm done. I'm not doing art anymore for a living. <laughs> you just run away. Yeah, I, just, I, wanted, just there. I wanted to run away. It's absolutely true. Oh my it was, God. It was. Do you think like the people there noticed, like the actual attendees noticed that anything was weird? No. And this is the great thing about a gig like that. I'm sure you know that by doing any event. Nobody knows what they don't know. It just, they, right. they didn't know it was supposed to look like this and now it looks like that. But I know, and I have to change everything. And I'm like, how am I going to fit all this information into this two foot wide space? So I did my best. I froze my balls off and I laughed all night. And I thought of you because the event, like I said, was for influencers. Yeah. And I can't okay, tell, tell me you, all about the girls. Who I was can't there, tell who was there. you how many times people walked in. 
and then like reset, walked back out, walked back in, and like we're taking video. Like there, yes. so one girl's walking in and she's acting like I'm, I'm just walking in like somebody. And then they're like, okay, cut. Now do it again uh-huh, and do it again. And it was just like a room, like an outdoor space of like 50 of these people just constantly like narrating their own videos and doing like yep. all the, the scooping shot of like, oh, it comes down here to the drink and then it goes to the background. It's like. A hundred percent. And like what's happening in the moment is basically irrelevant to to painting a story for later. Yes. That's what I've realized at a lot of these events. Yes. And I can't, I don't know how it was at this one too, but um, I can't believe at these events, these are already people that tend to get a lot of stuff and get free right. invites and get free food. And then they're lavished with bags and, right. you know, like Th- that's just a lot of stuff. And absolutely what happened here. Yeah. They all had stuff to take home and make your own this. And we've designed you a, you know, we engraved a Theragun for you or some shit like that. Right. And, and I was just like, I really realized in that moment, I fucking hate LA. I hate LA so much. And I just, <laughs> I love, I love, I know LA. you love it. I know you love it, but <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff is what, what makes too. me yeah. cringe on the inside. The other thing is like, if I did move to LA, um, I would clean up, <gasps> I would clean up like crazy. Cause it's like a bunch of insecure, oh, clean up. I mean, clean up the city. Beautiful women. Are you kidding me? That's my, that's my thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, Brittany aside, like that's my that's my taste is like insecure <laughs> hot woman. Are you kidding me? Yeah, she's an anomaly. She yeah, she's she's got the hot part, she's but not the insecure She's got the hot part. part. She's not insecure. Um, yeah. There's still time. <laughs> I'm breaking her down. I'm breaking her down. <laughs> yeah, we we tend to chip away at our partners for <laughs> year, years of five years. Um, yeah. So it was just, and it was a four hour gig, and I didn't get home till like one in the morning, and I was just like, I thought of you the whole time. I was like, this is what she loves, huh? This is what she loves about it. Well. The things okay, that I so just said I hated, I, you're like, I love the glitz and glamour. <laughs> I do love the glitz and glamour. I so- sometimes see that world because I'm lucky enough to be in that world almost like a in, in the way that someone would want to be, where like I probably go to one event mm. a month or something like that yeah. and I get to be in it, but it's not like my whole world revolving. There's definitely a lot of people that I've met at those events where they really f- stress about who gets invited to what. Um, I was just at an event and this one family, it's what, she's a, a girl that's like a family influencer. I feel like she has a couple hundred thousand followers. Uh, and I felt like she was the worst person to talk to in real life and like <laughs> really had no social IQ and just was very like, uh, I don't know how to say it, but like just a not nice person to talk to at a party. And then it's like the way she painted that event of her having fun and then she goes to like Kathy Hilton's pajama party and and then it's just like oh my god you're living in a different reality because like what I saw at a at this event was someone like not very nice to the people that she didn't know and just someone like not really having fun and buried in their phone the whole time really so what I try to do is really to take in the present moment like when I'm at events I really really try to look at the little details that the event organizers put Mm. in like how the salt is organized or just uh, how the you know, salt's like... organized that that was the, the best example right there <laughs> well i get really excited about, about salt, salt. <laughs> i love salt i love salt my, you can tell from my chin and my fingers i love salt but like i love nice displays of salt and i often feel like salt is something that's overlooked at these influencer what, you're parties. really gonna try to sell me on the salt thing that i thought that was yes okay, okay. So it's salt. Salt is what. Just look around next time at fancy parties and notice the salt because someone has gone in and really put effort into it. <laughs> uh, Los Angeles industry of salt. 
<laughs> and and no one wants the salt because people there don't oh. have salt. So I yeah, I swoop in. Like salt is my insecure girls for you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but long story short is I think LA can be beautiful course, when yeah. you notice the beautiful things about it and the, and the things that really are there. Like there is a lot of usually I feel like these influencer events are there is someone of actual like worth and talent that is doing something sure. and then then you have all like the little bottom feeders there but to I, kind I of could totally understand that and I, and I get what you're saying because like depending on what you're into right if you are into yeah. like dirty streets and rude people and people who are so <laughs> uh detached from reality then LA is perfect for you it's for me it's for I love that it. person yeah. It's like it should be like a tagline like LA it's horrible but better than Seattle. Or something. Like, <laughs> better than Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, better than Cleveland. But yeah, this the family influencer woman, I just want to go back to that super quick is that I was standing in a group and a few of the other people I was with, I feel like in the realm of social hierarchy are probably like higher than me. They're verified on Instagram, they have you know whatever mm-hmm. in her mind. But this girl was like physically almost edging me out of the conversation where it was like we're standing in a circle where like normal people would just stand and talk to each other. And instead, she's like blocking me. (laughs) And like I would say something and she would just like blankly look at me and then like say something else. And so I I realized like that that says more about that person than it does me. You know, that's like she's like in her 40s and hasn't learned how to like speak politely at a party. So right. Right. Fuck her. Don't buy her ugly ass pajama set. Oh, my God. That's. That's and you know those like family accounts. All of them, they're always like have addiction and cheating and stuff. Oh, those family I, yeah, accounts are like the worst. The most, that's the most garbagey thing. It's like when you see these perfect families with their kids with their parted hair and and and, and they're yes. all wearing like white dress shirts and denim jeans on the beach for their Christmas picture. It's like you're gross. You're so it's gross. gross. Yeah, absolutely. I smell despair. Um. Yeah, so then after I uh, did my first L.A. trip and I was already over it, I decided two days Mm -hmm. later, it's time to go back. So I went back because I bought tickets to go see one of my favorite comedians, Anthony Jeselnik. I had not. Oh no! You're gonna roast me. We're gonna. I haven't. I hadn't seen him before. He was on my bucket list of comics to see, and it was. uh, Anthony Jeselnik and Enemies. So he picked a couple friends to come out uh, before. And so it was at the Largo, which is a great theater. There's a lot of great things going on it there. It is. Um, anyway, I decided to invite you. This is going to be a Mexico round too. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. It's not. You think I'm going to come at you. But I will say this. I will say this. You were great. You were great. and I Aww. And I really appreciated you coming out. And uh, everything that I would just assume would happen to when I invite you to something, it didn't happen. So that's great. You were on time. You were considerate. And you didn't get any food on you. So that's like those three things. Wait, oh did my you? god did you guess um yeah. no just, i was just gonna think because I, I, I just ordered sake mm. but wait tell everyone about the night before the night before because i I don't know if that was something oh, on the bingo card, oh, but actually, I, I did. I was going to I was going to bring that up. But then I also don't want you to feel bad all the time because no, I, you could I, feel I can bad come all at the time. you a little hard. And then our listeners, I have to get all these emails. But like, hey, you I know, you're I know. so mean to her. It's like, OK, I'm not where we love each other. And then I play it up. And then yeah. there's like Meryl's just yeah. a sweetie. And, and then like, there are people with like, like pitchforks and like flames outside of my apartment. Like, <laughs> be better to her. You know, Um Aww. So, yeah, this is actually pretty funny. I get a call from Meryl the night before, freaking out and canceling 
for the show the next night. And I'm not going to find anybody else to go with me in L.A. at the, such a short notice. And I'm like, wait, what are you doing? What are you, why are you canceling? You're like, they have a mask rule. And I was like, are you kidding me? He's like, I don't want to. It's, it's, it's wrong. You shouldn't have to wear a mask. I'm like, it's fucking 2022, almost 2023. And we're still having the same conversation. Of like, I will not wear a mask indoors ever. I, I just. I think but don't funny. you think the conversation is also crazy that it's like you must wear a mask indoors now? I, think I mean, yes, I, I, I understand. I, it's a private business policy. I but. think that there are lots of rules and lots of venues and lots of situations. Like you understand, like in this day and age, you go to the airport, you take your shoes off, right? You don't go like, I will not take right. my shoes off. I'm not doing it. But if if businesses are worried about my health, then like take away the beer and wine sales. Mm. Go ahead. Don't no, don't no, even have us. the event. Sell there's there's other communicable diseases. Don't take away the toilets because God knows viruses can be transmitted that way as well. I know. Uh, I understand. I understand both sides of this. I'm on the side of like. Yeah, it's dumb. And to be honest, when you get in there, most people didn't have their mask on. They were having right. their drink and doing their thing. So it's so stupid. But it's another thing to be like, I won't even be part of this situation because of their of, of what they're saying, not even what's happening. Like I love science and I don't like science deniers. And I feel like someone that is still enforcing a mask rule is not listening to the CDC. Yeah. And I understand that's, it. You know, I get all of my information and all of my health just I trust the CDC with my heart and whatever they what, say. From Perez Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you get your science. C and C Music Factory. <laughs> Is anyone believing this? No, 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 no. I just think I know. I, I hate arbitrary rules. I have always okay. from the beginning think that it's a slippery slope, and also like I hate fucking virtue signaling and the fact it. that people can be backstage and also like i got right. my vaccine a year two years ago like it, it doesn't mean anything so it's not even like the mask specifically yeah. it's arbitrary rules that don't matter that people feel safe doing and people can just be like whatever put it on but yeah, it's, I know, i'm not like a I know, whatever I know. person and i'm not trying to be the whatever put it on i'm but i'm also sort of like this is this is silly this everything everything is silly and just like when i go to a concert and they you know they make me take all my stuff out of my pockets it's like this is silly like but somebody thinks it's like helping something right and yeah but like i, I understand yeah. that but by putting a mask on is it harming you you feel like there's harm being no but done. it's extremely uncomfortable okay well i'm not gonna i am very whiny i understand okay. I, I sound I, like all i'm saying is like it does seem like a little bit of a, a deep wine a deep wine definitely your favorite day it of the week it's... is wine's day that's what i think <laughs> and and with these things i weigh out is is going with Bo and having a good time worth me being uncomfortable with a mask? And in this case, it was. That will be when they gave their little spiel at that place. They said like that these rules are here to stay for a long time. And I'm like, why? Why? Well, you know? Yeah, I remember. You feel, I remember that I moment because then you go, oh god, like that. And that's why I was like, it's oh, just, it's going to be a like problem. That. We're going to have a problem with Meryl. She's going to she's going to be the one that's like, I'm not doing this. And you have to say an audible like, you're stupid, Largo. I just feel like like health rules being put in place because of people's neuroses is really dangerous. I agree. And, and I'm, I take COVID seriously. It's just, it's very weird. I, I think I agree with you more than it sounds like I do. I, and I'm liberal. I love gay marriage. Take away our guns. <laughs> abort fetuses. Like, I, I can't tell you how liberal I am. And so it's just like, no, I, abort gay fetuses as they get married. Like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I don't care. I, I just, it, it comes from almost like a, I almost could see like politically this, this uh, getting flip flopped, and like the more Democrat liberal people w would be like, 
you're not going to impose weird, uh, untrue, non-scientific I, I, things on me. I, I but do, anyway, I, I know. I do. I do understand your your position. I do. Thank um, you. That makes one person on Earth. Because it is kind of weird. I, I go into ninety nine percent of other places in the world, and nobody's wearing a mask. We're we're all we're all good. Right. I went to the the museum. I was going to talk about this. The Museum of Motion Pictures. And yes. it was awesome, but like, there's no mass rule. There's lots of people in there. It's like, there. And then I, I go across town. And it's like, absolutely not, you know. And then a, the week earlier, right. I went to Ira Glass uh, in, in L.A. and it was like a mass school. But then as soon as you walked in, everybody took their mask off and was just like drinking. It's like it's such a dumb thing. It's such a dumb. Yeah, dumb yeah. Thing. I just don't like, and I I just don't like things that don't uh, that like aren't. I mean, I was gonna say I don't like things that aren't logical, but my whole life is not logical. But in in this. I think you should. I think you should. I think you should post on Largo's uh, Instagram. No I, every way. Picture of a group. Just be like, oh, I thought there was a mask mandate. I thought there was a mask. I should well, just go for that's it. That's when I called you because I was having a meltdown. Poor Jack was just sitting and like nicely trying to watch like King of the Hill or something, <laughs> and <laughs> like or just he was being so that sweet. Defines, I was that like, defines my image of Jack always. He's just <laughs> sitting, putting up with your shit, watching some show that hasn't been on air for twenty years. Totally. And I was steaming. I was looking at that backstage at Largo and it was like pictures of like Judd Apatow and Ellen just taunting me and like Fortune Firemeister, whatever her name is. And like just like every and then like Dave Grohl is literally slobbering on people backstage. And <laughs> He's like, like licking I, their phones. Like... <laughs> yeah. And almost like just say what it is. Say like, hey, we're going to virtual signal for the next couple of months. So like we want you to wear a mask, but like maybe sometimes and you're vaccinated, but it doesn't matter. But we just like want you to I, I would almost appreciate I wanna that. Be, I want to be more. really clear, too. Um, they were kind of like super serious about the vaccination. Like you got to show your vaccination. And then literally nobody checked mine. Nobody checked any of right. from our group. Not one person got checked. So it's like <sighs> all this, like all this shit, but then you're really not. Yeah, whatever. It's stupid. You're right. But you know what? I'm but on I mean, team also, Merrill now. I'm on team Merrill. Fuck Thank you. I'm on team Largo, though, too, because uh, growing up or just, you know, my younger years, like Largo has always had the best they programming. Do. And I love I love the venue so much. Be and that was tough because I, I don't want to, like, not frequent a place that I love because I feel like Largo is in L.A. Um, has the best mix of musicians and sure. comedians. And like, yeah, like I just I was talking to a friend who was I was kind of complaining to her and we were talking about it. And she said that a few weeks ago she saw like Fiona Apple popped in and then it was like Kevin Hart did an hour. And I'm like, that's a really special yep. place. So that's so, what's so cool about L.A. is I have so much respect right for there. it. <laughs> You're like, go yeah. Largo, pro Largo. <laughs> well, one day I hope to perform there and I will delete all of this and we, this will never service. <laughs> and oh. that's the other thing is I keep on thinking like I can't just be a total off the cannon or off the rocker person because yeah. like I hope one day to like do some form of comedy there in some realm and so it's like i can't just be like completely out of my mind and have it and both ways um i can't burn bridges show is great it was awesome i was a little worried because yes. i wasn't sure if you liked it or not to be honest with you i i i felt like you do this thing when you go you, your laughter could be like this <laughs> like that and i'm like <laughs> Like, like, a like Nelson? Your, that's your audible like response is like, <laughs> and I'm like, wait, that sounds like you're kind of mimicking this joke. So I'm like, she doesn't like the show. No and I'm almost a little embarrassed to be sitting by her because she's like, you'd be like, what? like, yeah, you make all these weird noises at comedy. And I was like, maybe Meryl doesn't like comedy. Maybe you, you are funny and you do comedy, but you're not a comedy lover because nothing. All of this nothing, is true. Nothing. Oh, it's true. It's true. 
Yeah, all of this is true. I I don't go hey hey. I I more make duck like geese mating noises. Like geese, ah, geese mating noises. Well, yeah, like the song the the, sw- the song of the swan. I'm ha, like ha, no no no. If anything, ha, ha. I'll just say I I think I'm uh, I'll say a lot like that's funny or that's ridiculous. No, yeah, like I'll 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 process it in my brain by just saying like that's funny that's funny. It's really annoying. I could understand. I was just sitting there. Oh, also, but why are you embarrassed to be by me? That hurts my feelings. Well, because like nobody wants to be like the person that brought another person's like eh, not funny. You know that kind of thing. That, I never, I never say I, not funny. I, I didn't say that you did. I just said like uh, could say something like that. You know that nobody. Oh well, said, hypothetically, no, hypothetically, but you did do that. <laughs> and and then <laughs> in a surprise visit. Scheduling got screwed up or something, and Mark Marin walks out on stage, and so we're getting this super bonus, awesome moment of like, "Hey, that's Mark Marin. He's you know, even if you don't love him, he had a really yeah. good set, and you were just like, you couldn't even like, you were just like, man, I don't like him. I don't like the jacket. He's old. I don't like his hair. Like <laughs> you're just picking apart everything about him. Uh, well, but not not out loud. Could you imagine if I'm like saying, no, I think more I'm maybe sometimes I'm quieter because I'm in a good way, like studying and uh, training my head to like notice their patterns. Like, uh, for example, Ant- I thought Anthony Jeselnik is like the best comic I've ever seen of having the twist at the end. Sure. Where, like his writing is impeccable in terms of building a twist that like you really can't predict. And like what I was noticing, what I thought instead of being quiet, I think what was actually happening in my brain was I was trying to almost like predict when his twist was going to happen. And I feel like his rhythm is so good. And so right. I was appreciating quietly while making duck noises. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no I actually thought the honestly... best comic of the night was that Fahim Anwar. Oh, he was great. He was great. I loved him. He's he was great. my favorite. All of them were good. Everyone was solid. Um, and you, you and Brittany are kind of uh, very expressive, somatic appreciators, which I love so much. But like yeah. you guys are very like you'll clap, you'll hee haw, you'll like you know you'll kind of like move around in your chair. And I feel like when I'm especially with comedy or I, I, I I'm just a little bit more like subdued. Uh, subdued. I, yeah, I typically am. Something about seeing a comic do what. I saw them doing, which is almost like it's like watching magic. It's like you know, absolutely, you know it's a trick. You know it's coming. The punchline is coming, and when it does come, you're so amazed at like you took me there. That's awesome. I'm like flabbergasted yeah. by the trick, and I get really excited. And I am very audible in a comedy show because I think I love that. That's what a comic. I'm not embarrassed that, to sit next to an audible laugher. I'm proud. That's what a comic is really trying to do you know, is get people to, you know, emote. And so I like to give that to them and not just go, and and then fly south for the winter. You know what I mean? I think I'm going to Boca Raton. It's a little, it's a little dark. You you don't understand what I would pay to have an audience full of just how people like laugh like I laugh, where it's like their their arms are crossed and they're kind of judging. And then like every 30 minutes, it's just like, ah. Is this thing hot? Huh? I feel like I would pay money. I would pay money to my own show to watch that happen. I got to tell you, I don't laugh out loud typically in movies because I, I think I've been programmed to like just shut the fuck up. Just like, just please shut the fuck yeah. up, everybody. Let me experience it. So I almost have been trained not to laugh in movies in a theater. So I just sit there very quietly. Actually, I sit like this. I don't know if you notice this, but I I sit like this. Yes, I sit like I'm praying because you're because you're like thinking about the plot and the character mm. development, and I think I think you're thinking very um 
yeah, yeah, you're thinking a lot about reviewing a movie. No, 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 in a critical sense. And I think I think maybe more of like you were enjoying that show and I was maybe thinking about it a tad more mm. critically. And you are right, like the first girl, she was adorable and quirky, but there's a part of me that has just seen so many like shows like that and open mics and blah, 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 that I'm yeah. kind of tired of just like people being quirky and getting i gotta I, tell I you know. when you see a comic doing what they do and they're so sharp at it like jesselnik actually mm -hmm. uh like fahim like it's so exciting they don't give you a chance to breathe almost even in the spaces between you're still like you're still feeling it and uh, that's just you see a pro like that and you're like god ah, get out absolutely of it, yeah so it was i feel like if anthony Jesselnik was a piece of rock. He'd be like a marbled stone, like a beautiful, smooth marbled stone. <laughs> See, that, that's what I'm thinking during the set. Is I'm picturing him as a piece of marbled stone, whereas Mark Marin would be like a piece of bark that like is just under like a redwood forever. Actually, I've never, I've never really thought that Mark Marin's stand up is that funny, um, but he really made me laugh that night. And, I, and yeah, and, I may, and maybe I was a little not starstruck, but a little like, ooh, what a bonus! And so it almost elevated. Really, so that's cool. That's what I think probably is hard for people who are famous. Is everybody wants to laugh at you. Everybody wants to be like, oh, wow, I'm in your presence. So it almost makes it harder, in a sense, to, to know if, if you're getting authentic laughs or like, right, like not pity laughs, but a laugh just because you are Mark Marin or you are Jerry Seinfeld. You have to be like, you really have to be like truly funny or I think you'd go insane because you'd be like, are they, yeah, are they laughing because I'm funny or just because I'm, I'm, I'm me, you know? I think that happens a lot. I mean, honestly, one of the whole my one of the my favorite comedy things of this year was when uh, at Flappers when I saw Jeff Ross was part of a like a larger ensemble, yeah. and he was talking about his COVID symptoms, but it was like jazz music playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, like that was an example of like I was crying, I was hunched yeah. over, I couldn't breathe. Yeah. But it had like built up to that point where I just felt like it was so silly, and I was probably a few drinks in. That's the other thing is the vibe at the Largo. It's a beautiful space but it's like we're with our mask on i'm not having a beverage in my hand it, right. you just kind of feel like you're watching like an imax theater or you're there for like a dare program Plus or it's an old theater and it's like you if you need to get up to go to the restroom everyone in the row has to get up and we were in the, i did we were in the second did row and then you had to go to the bathroom twice i think <laughs> or something and it was like everyone had to clear out we were in the middle of the second row so it's like no denying that we're getting up it was pretty funny. And the minute that I sat back down, I just went, ha ha. <laughs> ha ha. Um, <laughs> something crazy happened after the show. We parted. See you later. We had a two and a half hour drive. So it's like, it's already 10 o'clock. We're going to get home late. On the highway in LA, get on the highway. I'm driving in the left lane, but not the carpool lane. And we're just going thick traffic, but everyone's going pretty fast. This guy cuts me off hard. And as he does, it shocks me. I pull my brights on, like, what the fuck, right? Like, did a little flashy, flashy, like, there's a car uh -huh. here kind of thing, you know? This guy turned into a rage monkey and slammed his brakes on on the highway going 70 miles per hour, like, complete stop. I had to complete stop on the highway. And then what he the took fuck? off, probably hoping that I would get hit or something. Then he kept slamming his brakes on and then trying to cut me off. He followed me. I'm not kidding you for like 10 minutes. And I kept trying to get oh, over. Oh, wait. And then he followed you? Yeah. Followed me. And then Whoa. I was trying to get off. And then he like, like, like kind of cut me off. And it was just like, dude, what is up? Like, I didn't cut him off. He cut me off. And then it started this whole ordeal. 
I bet he was drunk. He had a Christmas tree mounted to the top of this fucking thing. Like he like he'd just gone to buy a Christmas tree and was heading home for the holidays with his, his Christmas tree. And I'm like, what is wrong with this person? Totally unhinged. What, that's an I felt like and, and of course Britt and her sister were in the car and and I think I was initially like irritated, so I was like, ah oh. and then I was like Yeah, yeah, let's then, go. Then I was like, All right, now I'm kind of scared. Because right. this person is completely unhinged and is now like stalking me on the highway at 50 miles per hour and there's traffic and then it comes to standstill traffic and I try to get over. He tries to cut me off. It's like, what the fuck? It was seriously like 10 minutes. I'm not kidding. It was. What were Brittany and her sister doing? Everyone was quiet. Everyone was quiet. And I mean, those moments are kind of scary, you know? One, we're, yeah. in, we're in downtown L.A., so it's like, I don't know what this fucking guy... You don't know who has uh, a weapon in their car, who has a fucking... Who's just unhinged completely in their life. It's it's 11 o'clock on a fucking Friday night or Saturday night. It's just like, what the fuck, dude? It was, um, it was for sure one of the scarier moments I've ever had on the highway. Because I was like, okay, I'm going to have to get out of this car, and I'm going to have to fight this person, or I'm going to get shot, or it's, something's up here, you know? Or he's going to hit my car. And it, and it's just like, why are people so fucking crazy, man? I don't. I know. I, don't I think get it. We, drugs and alcohol and crazy uh, mental health and yeah. a lack of ability to like emotionally regulate. Yeah. Also, it's like it's so fucking easy to get a license. <laughs> you know, the DMV is just like, please yeah. leave. Just yes, take one, take one, right. take one. <laughs> like yeah. anyone could have one. Yeah. That's scary. It was. So then, what? Do you remember? Like, did he finally get off past downtown? Yeah, we, we he probably this probably went on for like I said around ten minutes, and I was at at one point I just was like, okay, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. I don't know like it, I don't know how this is gonna end. I don't want this to be like, <laughs> you know, erupt in this like straight on like battle on the fucking highway in L.A. And I went to act like I was gonna pull off the exit, and then he like got was coming with me, and then he like shot left all the way over like he had to go. Like he wasn't going to go on this other highway. And then I skipped back in and I just was like, fuck this, man. And just stayed as far away as I could. And then I was like, I'm happy you're safe. One of those moments where I had a two and a half hour drive from that point, And I was like, my eyeballs were like saucers, like just like driving, <laughs> like playing the moment in my mind. Like, OK, I would have done this. I would have done that. And it's like, yeah, I was like internally melting down and was had to be really quiet about it. I was like. I was like, why didn't I video that? Why didn't I take his license plate? Why didn't I fuck that? You know? And so I just drove home. The girls fell asleep. And I was just like, <laughs> it was. Uh, I've heard that if there's people being road rage, you're at least supposed to like pretend to like get on your phone. And basically, like, even if people see you holding up your phone, like pretending to talk to yeah. the cops, it will mm -hmm. uh, like some, that will deter a lot of people, especially if women are alone and you're fearful. Like a lot of times people will just drive away if they see you acting like you're talking on I the think phone because it was so late there was no way and i was trying to concentrate on just not getting hit because yeah I'm, I'm telling you there was he tried to hit me several times like and i like scooped out of the way hit my brakes and it was causing chaos That's all so around weird. us and so i was like somebody is going to get hurt and it's it's like this is so stupid just fucking stop like you're being an idiot it was it was this I, is where i also believe like once again there's too many people like he whoever this is didn't need to be born <laughs> Like, I really feel that way. Ha, ha, like, ha. <laughs> you just start like pecking at seeds. I 
just every time you do it, every time I think about it, I think of you. I don't. That's not even a joke. I mean, really I mean, mean it. Of, uh, like sitting in the Largo in the theater, right beside a Canadian goose, and it's just like it's just like sitting there watching the the this, this comedy, <laughs> laughing like. Ah, ah. Uh, anyway, what well, else? What else is going on with you? I, I I know I just that was a lot for me. So. Oh my gosh, I actually have a story that oh, involves. Tell us. A, a, oh no, tell a, a, a Canadian, not a goose, but a, a Canadian man. Ooh. Or, you know, Canadian friends. Hmm. One of them have. No, 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 no. It's not like that. It's not like that. Not like so, that, huh? Uh, not like that. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. So I recently went on a trip to Wisconsin, uh, a place called Door County, Wisconsin. Oh, boy. Home of the cheese. And home of the cheese. Uh, my my I loved it so much. So basically, I went there for a a press trip with. For, I wrote. I was writing an article for I, the L.A. Girl because I thought you said an oppressed <laughs> trip, and I was like, an oppressed trip. What was this all about? We had about? to wear masks for twenty yeah. minutes. <laughs> it was all. It was all women from the nineteen fifties, and uh, we all had to wear masks. And yeah, okay, so oppressed. No, trip. in Wisconsin, you definitely don't have to wear a mask at all. If anything, they don't. Yeah, they're yeah. That's um. So. If if people aren't aware, I feel like we're we're doing a good job of pulling back the curtains of these like influencer events and all mm. this kind of stuff. So a press trip for those of the those people that might not know is it sounds luxurious, but it's definitely like not a vacation where um, usually it's a PR company or in this case the PR company's client is like destination door county so it's pretty much like a tourism board you know a lot of the states and cities have like a welcome to california type of board and it's their job to attract people to write about it and a lot of times they work with a public relations company and so that is kind of the the basis of how people get invited on press trips and some of them are very relaxing i've been on a couple and like um (laughs) and even for like radio you know we get to go to disneyland and stuff like that and then in in trade sometimes you just have to post once or twice but then the one that i went on in wisconsin was so much fun but it's like we were up at 7 a.m every day and we didn't get back to our hotel room at 8 p.m and it's like they take you all around town and invite you to different things in hopes that then you'll write about it and spotlight it on whatever publication you write for wow so it's really cool. I mean, obviously, there's this kind of like pay to play realm to it where it's like it, it, you're not going to go on a trip expenses paid and then write bad things, which like luckily right. enough, I didn't there's truly was nothing bad that I would write about. Like it all really was good. But I think a lot of times travel writers just leave out the bad details when they get something paid right. for. And but there's really you know, there's really no need for criticism on a lot of that stuff, you know. Well, but if you stay at, I mean, I was talking to some of yeah. uh, the other journalists and they were saying there are trips where like the hotel isn't that nice or it's just kind of boring. Like, you know, if you get to go on like a five day trip to lower Arkansas or something and, and you're just kind of like the moral of the story is like, don't go there. But, you yeah. know, they'll still have to fluff up their piece for something else. Right. But right. It's like anyway, the people were I had certainly such a... kind at the Confederate Museum. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah, Yeah. it needs some modernizing. Um, (laughs) But what I was going to say that I love so much is it's the opposite. Like, I feel like travel writers are the opposite of influencers. And there's a big difference between the two because they're not like digital creators. These are more like true writers and journalists, which I feel like I feel like I love that. Like, that's definitely my more type of people because everything that they're doing is a little bit more like outward focused where it's more about the story of mm. the bartender that works at a place rather than like me at me drinking red wine or you right, know right and so i love the mind of a travel journalist because you're always 
looking for things to capture like whether it's uh, like uh, you know through your um i don't know yeah so i, I like it a lot and so <laughs> <laughs> well I, I was gonna go into like because i had a really interesting conversation with one person about how like these people aren't photojournalists they're not digital people like they barely have any instagram followers it's mm. more just like just about writing and gotcha. but now they're having a tough time because a lot of the people that get invited on these trips are more like influencers right. type they have four hundred thousand, so. you know viewers on whatever and blah 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 yes um but i had so much fun and i was going to say i got i met a bunch of new friends i feel like i met three or four really good people yeah. hi cynthia hi jan hi rebecca hi reggie <laughs> but like <laughs> but um one of the nice people that i met we were all sat and there was probably 11 or 12 of us on the trip and like no one know, knew each other and it's so cool just meeting new friends and going out to dinner with like new people and all these people live across the the continent actually somewhere in different countries and so um there was one guy that i was sitting at a table with a very elder uh, or you know older man elderish like i don't know 70s 80s <laughs> and i was talking to him about how much i love canada because he writes for ottawa life magazine and he was telling me how he like ice skates to work and just all this amazing stuff to me and so i said uh i love canada so much a lot of my favorite musicians are canadian like i totally have a thing for canadian musicians and then he was like oh that's so cool i actually i used to babysit for alanis morissette i never know you know do you know her and i'm like oh my god and then i said another favorite musician of mine is stephen page with the bare naked ladies yeah and then he said oh my god stephen i just had him on our podcast like if you want his his tour manager's information if you guys want to try to talk to him let me know so i'm gonna to try to get so every day i get a little the, bit closer to kissing ladies? stephen page yeah that's my that's the guy i'm gonna to try to kiss on january 20th yeah. <laughs> what's so weird about that t minus whatever T-minus. many days <laughs> uh yeah jack said it's okay he said it's okay it's yep. okay then jack's cool with it that's okay yeah. So we're getting closer. So I have an email contact of the manager. So you might have to podcast with me with him as just like a reason, like a decoy. So that you guys can make out. Yeah. This Roger. would be what they call taking one for the team in Canada. <laughs> but I got to go to an authentic fish boil. And overall, I loved it so much. And the people of Wisconsin are just so nice. And it wasn't even a bit. But when we all took a photo together together. The woman like smushed us together, and then she said, "Okay, everyone, say cheese curd." No, <laughs> like, like yes, they say cheese curd instead of cheese. It's no. the sweetest thing I've ever heard. No, no, I would be flying south. It's so sweet. I would be flying south right then. I'd be like, "Oh, <laughs> really? No, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And then okay, but the last thing I so that was fun. Blah blah blah. Okay, the last thing I want to tell you is a moment that you would like so much. Ooh, um, tell me. A very awkward, very awkward moment. We talked about like great comedy and masters and music magicians but like i had my show the opposite of that uh on saturday my mishmash show and it was super fun like it, yeah. it was really busy and it was it was really really good we had our a lot of our friends on it chelsea london lloyd yes. and ian abramson and a lot of our peeps um but one of the jokes like no one got and i just feel like it was very very funny and awkward but you would have loved it where uh, one of the comics, my friend Tyler, his set like mentioned polio a weird amount of times. Like he talked about polio a lot. Yeah. And it was, it, it just was like a, a very odd amount of times to mention polio. And so after his set, like it still went over well and people were laughing a lot. But after his set, I was like, wow, I'm going to consider making my next month show 
only polio themed and then like people were just kind of like ha ha and then you know I got a smattering of laughs and then I was like everybody better brace themselves and then like oh it was totally God. quiet and then I, <laughs> that's my favorite joke I've ever said a deep cut polio reference are you fucking kidding me and and the, the silence like like the silence of just standing there after yeah. like a bad polio joke on top of another is like really what I live in. And, and then the goose is in the background, in the very background. <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> it just made me laugh a lot. I feel like I wish you could have been there because oh, you would have really relished in seeing me like fail, but I don't take that as a fail because I'm very proud of my polio. I know jokes. that I would have laughed like the way that I laugh when I think something is so wonderfully awkward and hilarious. Yeah. I almost squelch. I almost, I have this weird audible like like I'm like <laughs> like that. Like I get all I get so excited that that there was a moment that is so like that did not work in the room, but it's so funny. Not at all. Right? I love no, that. No. I love that. I think I think some of what I'm trying to learn too is the difference of hosting, which I like I like yeah. doing and I'm not, I'm going to continue and doing performing. it and just being the yeah, because they trust you as a like they're listening to what you're saying in a nice way as a host and they're not thinking that like every single thing is a joke right, and so right. you know what i mean so I, I notice myself trying to make like little jokes here and there but i feel like people are in a nice way like listening and like believing me and so then it's like right. i'm like uh, uh, uh. so that is something that instead of running away and being scared i'm gonna like just learn more and yeah turn that into just, like how, how can you trick people trick people into them yeah. thinking that you're this nice person with information and then you take them into dark spaces you know that that to yes. me is, is is good is good polio you better praise yourself <laughs> you don't i keep thinking about that i'm like no one ever laughs but that's the only thing i've ever said that i think is mildly funny <laughs> oh, i love you um <laughs> hey i'm not gonna see you until you know after the holidays so uh to you yeah to- your christmas gift is very delayed oh yeah oh my god can we just say one more thing i'm sorry i know we we're already hitting the time uh but you writing me a message saying that you bought me something for 15 dollars and 70 cents so i should match that no 46 cents oh 46 cents you said don't go over so you were like so just so you know that's how much i spent so that's how much you should spend and i was like yeah that's not how i do gifts at all that, that's the Tick worst for tat. that's the worst way to do gifts in my opinion i bought you something so you better buy me something what no you didn't I, buy me anything i uh yeah i did i bought you tickets to see anthony jeselnik and mark Marin. oh yeah and my sake before too. yeah so like why don't you just calm your little shit down merry christmas well, how much is the rest how much is the difference i'll venmo you <laughs> <laughs> wait my thing that i want to add to is oh, like God. this this situation is because also i was talking to um, Jack has a girl best friend named Katie who yeah. I love so much and she has grown over the years to be one of my friends and I absolutely love her. Sure. But the way that Jack and Katie speak is so emotionally like supportive of one another and the way that like like she'll in, even in a very emotionally mature way reach out to him and be like hey I'm, I'm having a tough week I really need you to reach out to me at least like one time this week in a very like they really mature about telling each That's other awesome. what each other needs. And then I was thinking about like me and you, and I feel like if you and I don't talk like once every two weeks, one of us will just message the other one like "fuck you." (laughs) (laughs) Then we don't talk for two weeks. I'm like, I just love the difference because Jack was reading me some of their texts, and then I'm like, if you know how when I spoke to each other, it's like so laughably different. I love it. (laughs) I love it. But um... me too. But yeah, I'll see you because I want to do a year wrap up. Yeah, we will. The next recording. 
until then, we should say goodbye and thank you to our listeners for all of this year. And, uh, you know, go have we a- We the best listeners ever. Go have a great uh, holiday season week and a half, you know? I hope you- uh, We love it. Something Drink wild. that eggnog, ladies. Oh, yeah. Get and ready. Then- get ready for that. Um, all right. <laughs> ew, I'm ew, out of here. You can't see me. I'll see ew, you. Ew, ew. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director, me, PB and J. If you've got a question or you want to be the next camper of the week, email us at campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Meryl on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry. We'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show.